0: Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 40, the end of Season 2. Oh, my that's goodness.
1: That. Tip your hat. It's season 2 finale. It is. It is. We're going to leave you hanging at the end of this thing, waiting for Season 3. What's going to be the big ending today that's going to be the suspenseful ending to wrap up Season 2 and carry our listeners over? So season three, Tad, what do you got going for him? Well, we got a lot of pressure on Jarvis because he's got the closing thought today. There you go. <laughs> so, and I'm sure he's coming up with that right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm all I'm all closed out. <laughs> sure, it's going to have something to do with technology. Well, I did think <laughs> yeah.
0: today, uh, just to give our listeners a little tease, we will, couple weeks, we will do a wrap-up show of season two, just kind of highlighting some of our episodes we had. Uh, Some of the things we learned, some of the highlights, and uh, no little lights, but just some of the highlights, and then we will get going on season three in December, so uh, our listeners can look forward to that wrap-up show coming up in a couple weeks, so we look forward to that. So anyway, thanks for joining us, so we're going to wrap up this week in a little bit. We're going to be talking with our fifth AD of the year. Jeff Courtright from Fairfield. Uh, Welcome, Jeff, to be on the bench. Good to have you here tonight. You bet. And this has been fun for us, uh, just highlighting and talking with all of our District AD of the Year winners. Thanks thanks for having me. Um, It's been been fun to do that. We didn't do that last year, so this is a good way to end Season 2.
1: It's been I, it is great, Todd. I love this idea we had. It's been great to talk to him. Um, great ideas, great things to learn. Um, it's It's been interesting. I was actually thinking about it a little bit the other day when we got Jeff set up about how it's there's been a lot of common threads with, with all, all of our ADs, um, at the same time, they've all got their own, own unique spin on things. So uh, it's been a fun five-show uh, five, five show series for us.
0: Yeah, it has been. Well, hey! Before we get started with Jeff and get going in the show, uh, we do like we always do. We're going to pay a few bills and thank our sponsors, and we appreciate them backing us and being uh, support for us. So let's start with hometown ticketing.
1: Oh, uh, I want to say thanks to the the guys and gals of hometown ticketing uh, jumping on board with us here. There in season two, um, it's been great to have them aboard. Uh, and if you're thinking about um, going the online ticketing direction because you're interested in saving time and making your job a little less stressful or you're looking at ways to improve the fan experience at your games. Beyond the Bench suggests you take a great look at Hometown Ticketing. Um, they provide schools with everything needed to offer professional level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or your athletic program. Hometown integrates industry leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program and the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. That's own your own ticketing with Hometown Ticketing, the official ticketing partner of VNN Sports. You can visit them at www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. And they've been a great partner for us. Um, excited to have them on for season two. And thanks to Nate and all those guys there uh, for being on board, be on the bench.
0: Yeah. I did see yesterday there's a tweet and uh, William Penn is using them at their college. Oh, hey, well. Yeah, they're limiting seats and they're doing all their ticket sales online for their basketball games. And Uh, That's a pretty big deal down there in Oskaloosa. Uh, So uh, that's uh, Southern Iowa at some colleges now too. So that's great. Scott, why don't you tell us about Gipper? As if nobody knows about Gipper, it's time they learn about
2: Gipper. That's right. Well, uh, we would, Gipper has done a great job. And Matt and his crew have been really supportive beyond the bench, but, um, really supportive to, of our Iowa high school athletic directors. Um, during the pandemic, they offered their services for free. Um, but want your athletic program to stand out on social media? Now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without any, needing any design experience. Try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics.
0: And you didn't say minutes, did you? I like how you emphasized seconds, Scott. Yes, yeah, seconds. Oh, seconds you can do it in. Absolutely. Great stuff. And I also want to take and, and thank Varsity Bound, Varsity Bound HQ. Um, the, the group over there has just been a fantastic support for us, especially this year uh, as we've gotten going uh, through the pandemic. And, you know, now that we're doing, a lot of us are doing online, rosters online programs uh that's just been they've been great to work with and just like Gipper in hometown what sets them apart to me is just their customer service uh varsity bound you call them with an idea or I had a little problem the other day it wasn't a problem it's more user error my my part but they helped me right through it Uh, great response time and so we appreciate varsity bound everything they're doing for us right now as well Uh, the Iowa Athletic Director. So thank you to Varsity Bound, everyone over there in Ames. So thank you. All right. We have paid our bills and thank our sponsors. And now let's get into the show. We're going to do a little what's up, what's down. And I am leading off today with a little what's up. Uh, What's up for me is that that rumbling in my stomach is not a taco that I had yesterday. Uh, (laughs) That is getting back into coaching tomorrow, kicking off a season, uh, just the anticipation. Um, it's been 15 years since I've been a head coach, uh, about eight years since I've been on the sideline at all as a varsity assistant. And, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go into practice and, uh, yeah. been working on stuff for quite a while, trying to unlock that part of my brain again. Uh, but boy, it's been fun. Um, and just looking forward to that. But boy, I tell you, I tell you, I'm a little nervous. Uh, yeah. kind of like we're going, going back to the start again. So that's a great feeling. And, um, uh, you know, it's, you guys can all identify with one thing you miss is you miss that coaching bug a little bit. And yeah. I've gotten to a place where I can do it. And uh, we needed a coach. And so, um, hopefully, I get along with the AD okay, and we don't start having <laughs> <laughs> locked doors, uh, talking to myself, chewing me out. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, really excited to get going and start coaching tomorrow.
1: Now, tell me, how's that conversation going to go for you, Todd? That that Monday morning in your office after your first game, if uh, you know you get a little out of control and go off the officials, how are you, you going to address that with uh, yourself on, on Monday morning?
0: I hope, my, I hope the superintendent's not in my office on uh, the next day. <laughs> um, we play on a Monday night in a couple weeks, or three weeks. We kick off on a Monday night, and then we play that Tuesday, so uh, it'll be a quick turnaround. If I get chewed out, it'll be real quick, and hey, you got a uh, chance to get yourself under control, but I don't anticipate that happening. Um, again, now, I mean, it's time for me to put up and shut up. You've been talking to coaches about all this stuff, and now uh, I've got to do it, but... Uh, just looking forward to having the opportunity to coach again and, and be around kids and uh, teach them a game that I love. It's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Good for you. That'll be fun. Yeah. Jeff, how about you? Uh, bring you in here and uh, what's up with you down in Fairfield?
3: Oh, I, I guess I'll uh, highlight some things going on professionally that would probably be up this week and maybe throw in a couple personal things, but, uh, We did have a uh, freshman swimmer for us, Willow Larson, Larson qualify for the state swim meet in the 100 uh, backstroke. So we're proud of uh, her accomplishments and going to be wishing her uh, the best of luck at next week's uh, state swim meet. A um, couple years ago, we started an eSports club, um, and there's been some, uh, some interest in that at our school. And uh, Mr. John Grunwald's been a sponsor, and he's really taken to the next level. They've got pretty involved, and they've kind of been like in a little bit of state competition with what they call Smash Brothers. I don't know how much you guys are into gaming. Yeah. And I'm not a lot, but uh, they won their first round against uh, Nevada, and I think they play Waterloo East in the semifinals of their little pool Uh, So, that's kind of a good thing. Um, We've had to work pretty hard to get the winter season going like you guys have and, uh, you know, one thing we're proud of is had some people step up, you know, we've got to go to some different practice sites to to get our practices in. Um, We're going to have to go to a champion bowl in the Tumla so that we can have a bowling team still. We're going to have to use our park and rec so we can get the appropriate basketball practices spread out. Um, Even our middle school restroom kind of got taken this year for different purposes or we've got a Morton mm-hmm. building in town that we'll be going to. So, you know, proud of the way people step up and still make this stuff happen uh, for our students in Fairfield. Uh, we had, uh, oh, let's see, uh, we, we haven't limited spectators yet at any of our events, but we did so at our first middle school uh, basketball game. It's just a really small gym and, you know, people took that pretty well and everything went pretty smooth and, uh, oh, one other thing, the school I'll throw out there. Um, we've got an honor courtyard in front of our school. Um, Ron Hunterdos and some community members have been a uh, uh, mastermind behind this. And, um, you know, it got some nice sod put around and it just really made a nice addition to our school. So we're proud of those things. Personally, I did go on a college visit with my uh, youngest son. He's a senior in high school. So he visited Iowa State and, uh, also got creative with my wife this weekend, and we built a little table down our basement out of a black pipe, so that was quite an experience.
0: Oh, good for you, and live to tell about it.
3: That's right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> very good. Well, congrats. Esports, I'd be interested in learning more about that at some point, too. That's, I think that's the thing that's really coming.
3: Yeah, can't I can take off. Well, some kids are into it.
0: You bet. It's, it's good. Anything we can do to have kids involved, that's great that you're going.
2: Scott, what's up with you? Well, uh, we had a good weekend at the uh, coaches evaluation class that was sponsored by the Iowa High School Athletic Director Association. So, big thanks to Al Lammers, who uh, really spearheaded that and got that put together. Uh, went really well. Um, had a great day. And it was my birthday yesterday. So, um, had a nice evening uh, with the family, and tonight we had dinner at my mom's house, so that was nice to to see her. And then my my mother in law was in town, so had a nice family weekend along with doing some learning and growing at the uh, coaches evaluation class. Excellent,
0: excellent. Yeah, that's Long
1: time been uh, coming.
0: that had to feel good getting that going.
1: Yeah. yeah. Al's done a great job there. Tom Lipovac jumping on board last year or so um, on that. And then, you know, Harley, uh, as usual, is just that mainstay doing some of the dirty work behind the scenes to to keep things moving. So kudos to those guys for getting that thing launched uh, and going for ADs. So, yeah, for sure. Well, Aaron, what's up with you? Well, Bask, my, my, here's, my south end of my building smells like wood, smells like maple. They get, they brought the wood in for the gym floor this week and they started putting our gym floor back in our building and you could walk down to the south end of the building and as you got down there towards that end you could just smell wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was beautiful to see them putting that, putting the sleepers down and, and I didn't get to see it Friday afternoon but they said they're gonna start putting maple planks down on Friday afternoon. So. Cool. We're moving forward, and uh, it, it was just. I walked down as I walked down, there and I got, like I said, got to that in the building. I just you could tell it. I was like, oh, that's the smell of progress right there. So that that felt yep. good. Not the gym, but because it's just a sign our schools getting put back together, and that um, that was a good feeling. For so. sure, yeah, very good. Well, let's go a little. Of what's down,
0: and. I don't know. This week I had a little trouble coming up with a what's down, um, and then I drove over to eat at uh, <laughs> Grant Junction, <laughs> and I got behind. I, I got behind this vehicle, and it was Sunday afternoon, and the thing's going 35, 40 miles an hour. On a highway, on a state highway. And I mean, everyone must have been coming from Ames to Jefferson because there was nowhere to pass. And I try not to get frustrated because there's a placard in the hanging on the window or, you know, in the mirror. So I know it's, it's an older person handicapped, I'm sure. And I or just relax. So I did. But. Again, if we're going to take and go 35 miles an hour on a state highway, let's hop over to old 30 and take that for a ways and not be on new 30 when there's a lot of traffic. But anyway, uh, it happened. And uh, I was actually thinking about it this morning. Uh, what's my down going to be? I don't know. It's been a pretty good week. and Then we'd go over to have a hamburger at 30-yard line junction. And lo and behold, it
1: happened. I love it. Yeah. Um, it, it it's, it's, it's been a while since we've had a Todd Gordon traffic story. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: well, just hang on. It's going to happen. Oh, man. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Anything down with you?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I'll tell a couple things professionally. Um, uh, this coach, he wouldn't want me to consider this a down, just the mm. positive mentality that he has and the inspiration that he is. But uh, our head football coach, Coach Nate Wheaton, uh, kind of right at the start of the season got diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, you know, he's gone through some procedures and some uh, chemo treatments and stuff like that. And he was able to get through most of the season. But, uh, You know, it's just one of those things we got our constant thoughts with him and our prayers, and he's handling it really well. And, uh, you know, he's got a pound-the-stone mentality with his uh, football team, and, you know, we've struggled to find a lot of – Mark's in the wind column with the team the past couple of years, but he's been preaching the right stuff and moving them culturally in the right direction and, you know, one thing he stresses is keep pounding that stone and eventually it'll break and, you know, we'll get to where we want to be and uh, that's how he's attacking this cancer and he, he's been an inspiration not only to our student athletes but to a lot of people including myself. So, you know, if people listening, they could have their thoughts and prayers out to him. Um, you know, we're not in the best situation with a few of our winter season coaches. We're still looking to fill a few positions, uh, not the most ideal position to be in, but, um, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, I think we've got some, hopefully some people lined up, but usually you're wanting those things in place by now, but, you know, our, you know, it's things we could probably be discussing later, but the people wanting to get in the coaching business seems to be getting a little less and less, so there's been times where we've had to beg, um, and then wow. a personal note, I'm uh, not yeah. originally from Fairfield, so what a lot of my family and my wife's family live in Illinois, the Chicagoland area, and, yeah. so you know, it's been a struggle to be able to get to visit them with the COVID stuff, so that's been kind of a downer. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. suppose per capita. It's funny. They think we right. got the
3: big numbers, and
1: yeah.
3: we think so they weird. do, so it's uh, it's yeah. just interesting mm-hmm. what people's perspectives well, are based off, on the news they watch. watch. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: for sure. For sure. Scott?
3: yeah well my
2: my down was well it's kind of up and it down uh was my birthday which is an up and and maybe a down because I'm a year older and supposedly a year wiser but I don't know if that's the case (laughs) um but uh this weekend my sister was supposed to come down but uh she pulled up sick so wasn't able to see her and she actually had to go get tested for uh, COVID today, so I'm hoping she's doing well, but she was not feeling very well Friday when she was going to come down, and then she, I called her and asked her if she was on her way down, and she said, I'm not feeling very good, and um, so today she went to, she had to drive all the way to Brooklyn Park up in Minneapolis and get tested today, so I'm hoping that she's feeling better, and and, uh, hopefully her test comes back negative, because she's got school. And uh, so she works. She still works up at Burnsville High School where I used to work, so mm. crazy.
1: Yeah. No. For sure. No. For sure. Yeah. That COVID thing is narrowing the walls in on all of us, I think. It used to be for a long time, You didn't, maybe you didn't know anybody who had tested positive, but now it's – Yeah. It's yeah. it's spreading. So – Yeah. Sure. Aaron, right. how about you? All right. Well, it's a down, I guess, um, but really more of a celebration. Um, had a, a, a visitation uh, to attend this morning. Um, classy, wonderful lady by the name of Ruth Lamb uh, passed away last Tuesday um, and she was 93. She was our Booster Club treasurer for 43 years. Wow. Well, I'll say it again. She was our Bush Club treasurer for 43 years. She stepped away a few years ago. Haven't seen her a lot the last couple of years, um, but she, I got a phone call actually from Mark, Mark Watson. Um, Mark's her son-in-law. Mark, uh, this would be the Steve, Steve and Bill Watson, Watson family. Um, is actually their son-in-law. He, Mark, uh, shot me an email, let me know on Tuesday. And just a, it was nice visitation to go over there and just meet with her family and, and, Um, reminisce a bit about the great servant leader that Ruth Lamb was. And so it's sad that she's passed on, but what a great. Um, My wife and I were talking, man, I remember back, um, she would call you or she made, she would call every Booster Club board member and and sport rep every Sunday night, six o'clock, like clockwork the night before Booster Club meeting. I mean, the phone would ring at like 603. I'm like, there's Ruth. (laughs) 02, there's Ruth. I mean, she was just clockwork Calling everybody to make sure they knew there's a booster club meeting. And it, w- it was important for them to be there tomorrow. So um, rest in peace, Ruth Lamb, uh, a true servant leader and uh, sorry to see you go, but thanks so much for your service.
0: Yeah. Who could say no to Ruth when she called and reminded you there was a booster club meeting right, right. So.
1: <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> you better be there. <laughs>
0: so well, people like that are gold and yeah, uh, yeah that's good. Well, we're going to get into a few questions with Jeff here, kind of the same format we've used with uh, all of our ADs. And Jeff, first off, congratulations on being the Southeast Iowa Athletic Director of the Year. Um, honor well-deserved. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting to know you a little bit better and kind of your philosophy. Uh, I know our listeners will learn from you as well. Um, it's just interesting, like Aaron said, that everyone you know—it kind of has a different take on on where they're at. A lot of the things are the same, but maybe they're done a little bit differently. So I think we're all looking for that, um, a nugget here or there. And just like anything, I know we'll find that tonight as well. So, uh, Jeff, first of all, we'd just like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of your journey to Fairfield, what got you there, and uh, kind of the road you've been on to be the AD at Fairfield.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for the congrats. To be honest with you, I don't feel really comfortable. And, you know, I, I've argued with people whether it's deserved. Um, you know, I look at a lot more people and feel that I'm learning from them than they're learning from me. And, you know, we could probably get into why my philosophy or why my mentality is like that. But these are things I never personally really feel comfortable with. But um, I am honored and I'm glad that some f- people uh, felt strongly to, uh, you know, write recommendations and vote for me and stuff like that. But, uh Definitely not a not a comfortable thing for me. I, I never like this kind of uh, recognition, I guess. Um, but anyways, uh, thank you for the congrats and a little bit about me, uh, I'm, I'm married. I have a wife, her name is Lori and we do have two sons, Gannon and Brecken. Uh, Gannon is a junior at the University of Iowa. He's uh, majoring in mechanical engineering and Brecken is a senior here at Fairfield High School. And uh, he's kind of contemplating uh, what school he's gonna go to. We did go to or uh, Iowa State, uh, Friday and uh, he seemed to enjoy that tour. Um, I came to Fairfield in uh, 1995. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my youth background just because I think it's kind of molded me into maybe some of my philosophies in AD but um, I'm originally from Joliet, Illinois. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Chicagoland area but it's about an hour south of Chicago right on 80. Um, and a unique experience I had from like third through sixth grade is uh, my dad worked in an oil refinery. He was an electrician at Mobile Oil and he got the opportunity to uh, go work in Saudi Arabia. So, I lived in an American camp in Saudi Arabia, um, you know, third through sixth grade Mm -hmm. and um, it just, you know, the stuff I was able to see at a young age and the way they had the school system set up and the opportunities they had for kids, I think it played a role in me realizing that uh, one, I got to do a whole bunch of different activities and two, I got to see differences in people and kind of realize that, you know, we're all kind of doing the same stuff. People Mm -hmm. kind of usually want the same things, you know, a better life for their kids. And, uh, you know, no matter what they're good at, people, you know, are using their individual strengths to try and achieve a goal. So, so I think that's kind of opened my eyes. I was a wrestling coach by nature, but I still appreciate all these other things because I think uh, people are using their talents and trying to make the most of them. Um, and I think that was kind of influenced for, through those young experiences. I, we came back to Illinois when I was in seventh grade. Uh, I then went to a, a, a parochial school, Providence Catholic High School, and um, participated. I played football my freshman year, but I was only about 100 pounds in uh, a <laughs> big Chicago land school like that. Uh, I uh, decided to switch to cross country my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And then I also wrestled for four years, uh, had great teammates, uh, you know, was able to participate on two state championship wrestling teams. So, had a, a great high school experience. Um, in college, I went to northeast Missouri State, which is now called Truman State in Kirksville, Missouri. Um, I did wrestle there for four years and um, I majored in biology and then got a master's in education Um, back then you would grab like the Des Moines Register and you could see all the teaching jobs that were listed so (laughs) I was uh, taking that and uh, applying for a lot of schools in Iowa and um, Fairfield offered an interview and uh, they offered me the job. I was engaged at the time and actually Lori and I had a uh, she wasn't she was going to school in Illinois, so I'm like, well, can you give me a couple days to at least? Get my fiance down here to check out the town. So, she came down. My mare was taking a picture on the square, saying, "Hey, maybe this will be our only picture in Fairfield, or maybe the first of many." And um, wow. you know, I've been here since. But uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I was a science teacher uh, and a wrestling coach for 15 years in the district, and then in uh, 2010, I was hired as the AD. I would say, uh, you know, I don't know if this would be normal or abnormal but it wasn't like I was actively searching to become an administrator. We had uh, Brad Rose was the AD and I think he left in like 2009 and at the time people were you know nudging me maybe you should give this a try you know we think you'd be good at it and uh, I didn't really throw my name in the hat and then we had an AD come and he lasted a year and then again people were nudging me hey why don't you give this a try and I thought oh what the heck I'll apply uh, what's the worst thing that could happen um, well they offer the job. <laughs> I took it, but um, it's been a great experience. You know, uh, at that time in my life, I was enjoying what I was doing. Uh, um, but, you know, the the obviously, it paid more and then the new challenges that come with the profession um, seemed, seemed interesting. And, um, you know, as I reflected on this question, I appreciate you guys sharing the question before, but, you know, I, I would almost say thank you to you because when I asking a question like this because when I started to go through it, I started to think of different parts of my life and all these people that have had when, you know, when I was young in high school and college, when I was teaching, when I was coaching and great people I've been around as administrator, it just made me realize that I've had a fortunate life and a lot of people have influenced me and it, it even made me realize that some of these people probably don't even know this and, and that's a bad thing on my part that I need to make them aware of what a what a great influence they've been on my life. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up in Fairfield and became the AD. Awesome.
2: That's wonderful. Jeff, what are what are two or three things that you have learned over the years uh, being an AD?
3: Um, I think one thing I learned fairly, I still got to work on this a little bit, but don't let the um, little flames turn to big forest fires. You know, make sure mm-hmm. if you think it's something you should act on, make sure you address it you know, some tough situations you'll get put into as an AD is, you know, maybe you'll have somebody come in with a complaint and, you know, they don't want want you to say anything about it. And, you know, those things become very difficult to deal with. And I found out that if I go that route, um, those things are still talked about and then maybe some uh, false perceptions. Mm -hmm. can be out there that people think are realities because, you know, people weren't willing to address the situation. So, you know, basically address some things so that some little fires don't become, uh, you know, huge uh, forest fires. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've learned a little bit to try and empower people to solve some of their own problems. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe early on as AD, I was trying to get in there and, and solve some problems for coaches, but, you know, it's their program, their stuff, they've Got to be willing to uh, communicate with people. And if I go in there and try and do it, then people are looking to me instead of them. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people need to look at the coaches. And, yeah. um, you know, I've learned uh, X's and O's are important, but uh, most important is relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, you obviously have to know your sport, but the, the really, really good coaches are the ones that have those great relationships with the kids, their fellow coaches, yeah. and the parents in the community.
2: Yeah. Thank you. That's good stuff.
0: Any tips? I, I like that because I'm, I'm in the same boat. You talk about empowering people to kind of solve their own problems. Um, any tips on that? What are things that you've done that have maybe questions you've asked or you kind of lead them in some questions? What are some things you've done that have kind of helped people do that?
3: Well, I don't know if I can come come up just, you know, early on, maybe there was some issues and then maybe it'd be like, well, maybe if the coach would want me to come address the team or something like that, it would be, uh, you know, now I'd be like, no, that's, you've got to address the team. You've got to Mm -hmm. do that. So, uh, you know, a difficult conversation with a parent or whatever. No, you've got to call. You've got to do those things. Uh, maybe early on, I would have been willing to do those things. So, um, and it, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but, um, you know, it's just having some of those behind the door questions that you're talking with your coaches and, uh, you know, getting to what's the root of the problem. Hey, what, why, why is this uh, happening? And, you know, how can we make it better? And all right, let's go out and do that out of the best of our ability. Yeah. They're just kind of
0: forcing their hand a little bit, maybe guiding yeah. them, giving them some, some things they can ask or, but just kind of, you almost got to force them to do it once in a while, don't you?
3: Yep. And they're, they're tough, no doubt. Huh? I don't like uncomfortable situations and I don't think, I always say if you really liked uh, confrontation on uncomfortable situations, I might question what kind of a person you are, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, 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 the gig is uh, what it is. And, you know, we have to be willing to deal with those things.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so Jeff, our next question is, is a two-parter and uh, we'll let you decide which one you want to talk about first, but obviously being in Fairfield 25 years, um, and, and being an AD for 11 years, uh, you, you've developed a lot of great relationships down there you, and you've developed, developed a lot of great skill sets. So what would you say is something you do really well as an AD that you've developed um, and that you could pass on for ADs to listen to? And what's something as you know, you've been doing for 11 years as an AD, but like you said, you want to keep getting better. So what's something you want to, that you want to focus on here in the future of getting uh, to keep improving on, getting better at? So what do you do well? Uh, and maybe how did you develop that skill set? And then and then, what do you want to keep getting
3: better at? Yeah, well, I guess I could list a few things uh, for each. First of all, I would see I have got improved. I can get better at uh, almost any aspect of the job, like I'm sure you guys would uh, admit to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I oh, yeah. sometimes talking with people, I think people come in and visualize because we're an AD, we're perfect, or they see a head coach and think they're perfect. And, you know, none of us are perfect. So I've got a lot of room for improvement, but um You know, I I would hope my coaches would say that I make an environment where they can concentrate on coaching, you know, or some of those little things like event management or who's gonna help or, uh, you know, facilities needed, equipment needed, and all that kind of stuff they have and they can really focus on the most important thing and that's coaching and building relationships with their, uh, the students that they coach. I feel I've tried to stress the right things. Um, I have what's called a Trojan way that I've been stressing on uh, our athletes and our coaches. And, you know, it has four things in it that, you know, I'm not a big win-loss guy. It's like, I want you to go out there and, and give your best effort. If you're a coach, hey, you know, give a strong effort. If you're a kid, go out and try and win. But, you know, not everybody's going to win. So, use that as a learning experience. Um, Trojan way would be, hey, we're going to try and build positive relationships with people. Relationships are important. Um I like people to work together. Um, I reflected when I was a wrestling coach. And, um, you know, I realized I did some things as a wrestling coach because I was pretty tunnel visioned and just concentrated on making the wrestling team the best it could be. And, you know, I offered some things without considering maybe what other coaches had going on. And, you know, reflecting back, realized that some kids probably had to pick and choose. Were they going to be a wrestler or were they going to do this other activity? So I think I've really brought the coaching staff together to have a big picture mindset and uh, work together. We, we've, you know, I came in kind of with the one Fairfield theme. We can't do this alone. It can't just be one individual or one team. You know, we got to, all teams have to work together to, to kind of make the school operate the best we can. And then to get really rock star requires the whole community. So, um, and then I stress to them, you know, be classy. I tell them, uh, some of the, uh, biggest compliments I would get as an AD is when I have a superintendent or a fellow AD or an official send those emails where they just really compliment on how good your kids behaved, you know, yeah. and things that they did or, or what coach did. Um, the um you know so those would be some things I think I would do well I'm a hard-working guy I think I'm a pretty nice approachable person I, you know I'll listen to people when they come in and i you know I'm pretty good at seeing different perspectives um, moving to the uh, improve upon um, I would say you know having good professional development for the coaches would be something that I can improve upon and it's I don't know how, you know, I've never been in a bigger school, a 4A school, but, you know, it's not like teaching where your professional development, they can take a day off and then the teachers have professional development. You kind of have to get creative. We have a lot of coaches that aren't teachers and have various work schedules. So trying to get everybody together to get some good professional development, even professional development for myself, um, you know, mine's been a lot tied to what the admin team is doing and stuff like that and not necessarily uh, specific with the. it's all related, but, you know, not a specific activities director realm. And, you know, that's what I commend you guys for, doing things like this. I know you guys are all certified, master athletic administrators and get involved in those things. But those are things I haven't been good with, haven't taken the time to do those things. Um, I would say social media, you know, would be something that I'm not the best at. I struggle with a little bit because I think there's some harms in social media. And maybe we've gone down that path a little too hard. And uh, because of that, there's some negative things, but I could definitely improve on, uh, you know, getting stuff out and highlighting people on social media. And then as an AD, you know, I think we, I don't know what you guys feel, but we, we always talk about the problems and some of the solutions are really, really hard. Um, you know, I look at official shortages, coaching shortages, volunteer shortages would be things like, okay, these are, uh, you know, huge probably societal issues. Well, what can we do to try and help it? And those are just tough, tough things to to come to put, a you know, your finger on something like, hey, if we change this, it'll definitely help. Um, and then I worry a little bit about youth sports. You know, Fairfield's not really close to a really, really big city. And, um, you know, sometimes I think we take on a big city mentality where you know, we're worried about training the best kids at a young age, so they'll get on a bunch of traveling teams, and sometimes mm-hmm. they, you end up losing the rest of the kids, and then, you know, to really build the program with maybe what its potential is, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of youth stuff going on, so I think we've done a great job, but I just worry sometimes, you know, what's that magical formula of how you can uh, train the best without losing the rest at a young age, you know? so coming up with some of those answers would be uh, things that i improve on. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I uh, I heard like three or four podcast panel discussions in there, Todd. I know well, that could be the start
0: of uh, season three. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, you certainly hit on some some things there, and things you there are things we'd all like to get better on and have better solutions for. Um, on those, absolutely, Jeff. So, um, and uh, hey, social media, we should introduce you to our. One of our sponsors Gipper, they can get you going uh, promoting things uh, in a really simple easy way so um,
3: yeah I actually did use Gipper when it was offered for free uh, highlight all the seniors in the spring yeah. sports it's a really cool oh, app right. I would agree and yeah. Yeah. you just need to bite the bullet and uh, get a subscription for it to start using it
0: yeah so. yeah I, to me it's well worth it and it does it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Great, great format great great templates they have so yeah. Thanks for sharing that, and uh, that's, absolutely, I really, boy, if we could all get people to buy like the Trojan Way, we're on our way. So that that's really yep. good, really good. Yep. So our our next two questions, Jeff, it are questions we ask everyone, every one of our guests has answered this, and uh, the first one is if you could go back and talk to a young Jeff Cortwright, knowing what you know now what would you tell him? What advice would you give yourself looking back to a young Jeff Cortwright?
3: Okay. Um, looking back at a young Jeff Cortright, I would tell him to, um, you know, be willing to bend and differentiate. I know when I came fresh out of college, I was thinking this will be easy. Um, I love <laughs> wrestling and I know the moves and I know how to work hard and, you know, just be able to, uh, Get kids with uh, you know going with that same kind of enthusiasm stuff, and I got into it and realized that well, not everybody was out for wrestling for the same reason. You know, uh, there was different reasons they were out, had different passion levels, had different kind of backgrounds, different family structures, and all that kind of stuff. So as a as a young coach, probably didn't realize that enough and wasn't willing to bend and differentiate. And uh, mm-hmm. so I would tell myself to you know be willing to do that and probably would also, you know, you can relate that to the AD job also. Um, early on, you know, I think I've, I've been good with making relationships with kids but just the a little bit more of a focus on the relationship building and, you know, not so much of the focus on the X and O's be a little bit more, I was probably naturally good at the relationship thing but more of a purposeful, uh, mm-hmm. have it built in the practice plan kind of thing uh, with relationships and same thing, need to do that as an AD. Um, uh, I would say outwardly, I come across probably as a pretty positive and calm person, but uh, in an inward sense, I tend to uh, worry a lot and I tend to, uh, you know, you get the hundred things could go well, but the one thing that doesn't go well, I'm sitting there and I'm focused on that one thing, gosh darn, it, that didn't go well. And, you know, mm-hmm. I would tell myself to maybe link up my outwardly uh, appearance a little bit more so with my inward thing and you know that would probably mm-hmm. allow me to handle stress better and all that stuff. I know, I know I like a Kale Sanderson quote being a wrestling guy that you know he says stress is something you put on yourself people can't put stress on you and you know if you think about it that's right uh, you know it's uh, you, you you, let stress affect you so try and prevent mm-hmm. that from happening. Um, mm-hmm. As an AD, a young AD, I'd tell Jeff Colwright to be ready for some uncomfortable situations with some people you're really really close with you know, when I took the AD job, being I was already in Fairfield for 15 years, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that. Hey, there's going to be times where I'm going to have two really, really close people that I know well want the same job, and you know, I, we're going to mm-hmm. interview and pick one. So those are tough situations. You're going to have you know parents come in that you've got a relationship with, and you know they might be upset, or coaches come in that you've got a really good relationship with, and they're going to be upset. So. You know, those aren't the most comfortable situations, but you got to deal with them. And um, you know, those 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 would be probably big things I would want to tell myself.
1: It's interesting. That has been one of the common threads with many of our 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 district ADs of the year is that they have they've been longtime coaches and teachers and and ADs at the same place, and they've all made that jump from being Uh being a teaching colleague to being you know, the AD and administrator and having to balance those relationships in a very different way.
3: Um, I've actually thought about that, you know, it's like, I, again, I don't see myself as a, I would tell you all the guys, we only got a 16 conference and probably each one of them deserves conference aid or uh, Southeast Iowa district AD over me. But, uh, you know, I started thinking, how the heck did I get this thing? And uh <laughs> I started to realize, well, I've been doing it for 11 years, and I think they keep advertising that there's about a 25% turnover every year. So, then I started to realize, well, I think you got to have five years experience to get it. And so, there's probably not too many of us that have been doing it it. <laughs> Isn't
1: that right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, good stuff. I tell you what, I really like that. Be willing to bend and differentiate. Huh? Yeah. It made, it made me write down to get to know your athletes, why, and then be willing to meet them Yep. And, um, really like that, Jeff, um, a lot. So speaking of your why, our last question that we always ask our, our guests when they're on with us, um, you just really feel like we get to know them a whole lot better once we know this about them. So Jeff, when you, you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor what drives you every day? What's your why, your purpose to to being an AD and what you do?
3: Well, I'm probably going to start this answering this question probably people think a little weird but um, you know when I hear questions like this sometimes I feel or when I hear answers to questions like this sometimes I feel a little guilty and you know a lot of times people will answer a question like this that uh, you know they wake up and they jump out of bed and there is nothing. More they'd rather be doing than their job, and sometimes I sit back and I'm like, well, you know, I really like my family, I really like my friends, I like going on vacation, and I like fishing stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, sometimes I feel guilty. Where, hey, I don't know if I would say that I jump out, and the only thing I'd want to be doing is being being an AD. Now, not that. Um, so I guess I guess to summarize that a little bit, I look like, hey, I'm uh, I'm working to live, not necessarily living to work. I know they got that differentiated, but when, when I think about, okay, what would be another job you would want to do? I can't think of another job that I would want to do. So this job mm-hmm. is very, very important. And it's not like I wake up and go, boy, I'd rather be doing this job or rather be doing that job or rather be doing, uh, you know, so I, 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 this is the job for me. I know it's a really, really important job. And uh, I guess the why for me is it's my job and people are counting on me to do it to the best of uh, the ability. You know, I've got students, coaches, community members, parents expecting me to do the job well. So, you know, I take those things seriously and um, I'm a hard worker, you know, even if certain people might have excuses to get things done, I'll step in and, and get the things done so we can have these programs and these events and, and everything can go smooth. Um you know, so I guess my why is it's my job. So take it seriously and you know, because of that, do it to the best of your ability. You got people counting on you. You know, if things uh-huh. don't go well again, I take it really, really personally you know if there's a mistake or something not going well it uh, deep down hurts me i feel like i let let people down so i i'm mm-hmm. i'm a servant I'm, i like i like to be a servant i take pride knowing that hey i played a role in these things going smoothly or these programs having some success and i and i like that part being kind of behind the scenes i'm totally okay with that and comfortable with it and um you know i guess that's my why it's my job to do it well nothing wrong with that
2: no nope, no, nothing wrong with that at all that's very good.
3: Thank you, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time and uh, visiting with us. And you shared some some really good information and nuggets tonight, that, uh, good notes, and we really appreciate you taking the time. And congratulations again. And uh, good luck Absolutely. to you this winter down in Fairfield. And, um, again, if, if anybody – uh, needs anything down in that area or statewide reach out to jeff uh, wealth of experience and we sh- certainly appreciate you sharing that with us tonight jeff so thank you very much appreciate that thanks guys you bet we want to thank all of our uh ad's our district ad winners of the year um brian peterson from Roland story derek fink from dennison Schleswig, jim strew from vinton Shellsburg, jeff main from boyden hole and jeff Cortwright from fairfield for uh, taking the time to, to visit with us on Beyond the Bench. Um, guys, this was uh, a, a good series, a good five weeks, and mm-hmm. really, you know, we met. I hadn't met Jeff before, I think, you know, so, and I hadn't uh, spent much time with Jim Struve either. So mm-hmm. uh, it was good to get to know some guys on a personal yeah. professional level that we we Absolutely. didn't know before.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, said- Thanks, guys. It's just been great to, to just hear their experiences and their journeys. And, and like I said, and those common threads to, that make them successful ADs that, that we can pull from and learn from and, and put into play in our, in our programs for our communities. So thanks to all of them uh, for joining us. It's been fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think one thing
0: that we'll get to Scott wrapping up here in a minute, um, but one thing that has all five, the common thread, um there's been a, a very calmness about them um mm-hmm. and uh i think that's a steadying influence for a school and a community especially now uh yeah. you know we read all the time we hear all the time that you know how the leader goes during these this COVID era um is how your coaches and your kids are going to respond and i i think all five of them uh just displayed such great uh character uh calmness and I, I think that's why they're recognized for who, for who they are and what they've done.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would, I would agree. Um, very, I, that's probably one of the things I want to learn the most from all five of them. Cause I don't know if you guys have noticed this about me, but I might, I'm i I've been a roller coaster guy from time to time with my emotions. So it's been <laughs> nice to <I> <laughs> probably kind of keep themselves calm and, and level headed, uh, through things. So I, I've appreciated that. Um, as well. yeah. I know, Jeff, you said you don't deserve that, and, and it's hard to see yourself in that place, but all five of you, including you, Jeff, absolutely deserving of this honor yes. uh, and, and this Very right much
2: to, so. uh, for Very the hard much
1: work so. you do to provide opportunities for kids to to get better through sports. Um, so thank you, Jeff, and thanks to the other four as well.
0: Appreciate that. No doubt. Well, Scott, what do you got for us as we wrap up episode for tonight?
2: Yeah, just a couple thoughts. Um, As I've listened to um, all all of our, um, had the opportunity to listen to all of our podcasts and be a part of our podcasts um, with our uh, five uh, district winners. um, Just pulled away a couple things that that stuck out in my mind, and and the and the first one was just um, as ads that how we face the unknown with with that belief that we really believe that we are, we are meant to do great things for our kids and coaches in our community. And I think that Jeff really hit, um, for that me, uh, for me tonight. Um, you know, just his, um, comment about, um, wanting to do a good job for his, for his community, for his kids, for his coaches. And, um, as ADs, I, I feel like many of us, um, want to do what's best for our, for our school, for our community, our kids. And, And knowing that we're going to stumble and we're going to fall. And there are going to be some things that always don't go right. But then what do we learn and then grow from that? Um, Another one was just aspire for growth and greatness. Um, We continue just to get better. We continue to learn from one another. Um, I know a lot of people think reaching out to others is a weakness. I think it's a strength. Um, It's okay to screw up. Um, we all make mistakes. We do things that we need to uh, rebound from, um, but always just aspiring to that that greatness. And the only way we can reach that is by failing. Um, And and Jeff talked about this tonight, too. And I think a lot of our district ADs talked about just being in the stress and who can put stress on you, you do. And I know that as ADs, we, we all struggle with that. I think stress is is a part of what we have to deal with as ADs because we are dealing with a lot of emotion, um, and typically not always ours. Um, but we need to be in charge of our emotions, our actions, and then how we act and react. Um, really, and you know, Todd, you just spoke on it. Is just how it goes in COVID. Is how the AD you know leads their athletic department, talks to their coaches, talks to their kids. Um, we talked about that calm uh, manner that all of our uh, five district winners have had, and I think it it just really depends on you as a leader to make sure you keep everybody together. Um, I had a coach, um, just happened to get some bad news, and I just be happened to be passing by him in the hallway, and we had just about a three or four minute conversation, and you know, I just I just told him I'm like, hey, man, uh, you, I I told him how much of a great coach he was, and I just reminded him of all the great things he's done and uh, how much we appreciated him. And then a few days later, he reached out and said, Hey man, I don't know what it was, but you just hit me at the right time. And I know that, uh, as ADs and as coaches, um, we need that pep talk. Um, we need others to help, uh, lift us up sometime. Um, sometimes it's kind of hard to pick yourself up by the, the back of the collar and, and get yourself going. But, uh, um, that's why it's great to have the opportunity like we did today to, to have a bunch of ADs and why the reason I love being a part of this podcast is because we get the opportunity to reach out and talk to a lot of ADs and many of the ADs that have spoke um, and our guests that have spoke have spoken to many of our listeners and myself and have helped me be a better AD. Um, another thing that really hit me through these um, five ADs was just be brave. Um, we, got, we have to do a lot of things that uh, people don't always like, um, whether it's limitations on fan restrictions, whether it's wearing a mask, whether it's telling a parent, hey, uh, don't be screaming at the referee. Uh, You know, hey, you don't need to be uh, talking bad about kids during the game. Um, Be brave because you're doing the right thing, even though you're going to probably face a little bit of adversity. uh, We want to do the right thing. And just always know that success is always within our reach. You just have to dream big enough, chase it and catch it. And uh, just want to thank all of our ADs out there um, for doing what you do. Uh, It's a great job. Um, We have a huge impact on the lives of our student athletes. And uh, I really appreciate um, all the ADs in the state who share, who uh, communicate with one another to help each other out. Because uh, Jeff talked about a little bit tonight, sometimes in your communities you got to make some tough decisions and uh your 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 pool of friends shrinks sometimes (laughs) and uh having other ad's to reach out to it means a lot and those friendships and bonds that we create um are are really special so thank you to thank you to all of you jeff aaron todd all of our ad's out there in the state and across the country
3: right back at you scott thanks scott I didn't know we yep. were going to church. Sorry.
2: <laughs> man. I got a couple of bullets no. and I... Preach, man. Sorry. Preach. My bad. No. My hey, bad.
1: He did I, just have birthday. He's I the know. I, well, I, I mean, I'm ready. I got a
2: little, I got a little birthday surge, fellas. Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. Got, the,
1: got that another year older, another year wiser vibe going. right I think you got it.
2: I think you are wiser. I think you got it. My wife told me that I'm not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, go for a she walk. She told me I'm Not
2: just it. as I'm just as dumb as when we met.
0: <laughs> well, we always got to have people in our life to keep us humble.
2: That's, anyway, right, that's
0: right. James Joe.
2: <laughs> She's yeah. really good at it too.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking time. Have a great week. Good luck with everything. Uh, Jeff, again, thank you. Uh, good luck in Fairfield. We appreciate your time tonight. Thank you to our sponsors, Hometown Ticketing, Gipper and Varsity Bound for their support of Beyond the Bench. And we thank you, our listeners, for your support as well, for listening, and we appreciate you. Everybody have a great week. We will talk to you in a couple weeks, and we'll recap Season 2 with a bonus episode just for you. Take care, everyone. Have a great week, and be blessed.